Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony. What's going on out there in Two Brothers, One Mike land? T-bomb land, as I always affectionately refer to it as. Uh, Joe, today's a show that will make everybody cringe, I think, you know, just a little bit. And uh, and that's okay, though, because it's that dreaded – for, for anybody who is a workout enthusiast, maybe not. But for those of us who, who dread working out to begin with, uh, which that's mm-hmm. not me, but it is a lot of people out there, this is the one day that actually – sometimes detours people to quit working out. I'm not kidding you. And that's what day the dreaded leg day, right? Like, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of, I'm going to just jump in real quick. I want sure. to tell you yesterday was actually my leg day. It doesn't matter how well you do. Like you think, I, and we've talked about this before. I have like, a, you know, these bionic legs, right? I have really strong legs. And that, that's yeah. just been throughout my entire lifetime. Yeah. Why is it that it still feels like the first time? every like two days after leg day it feels like i never worked out legs in my life well when you talk about two days later i mean we talk about doms we talk about delayed onset muscle soreness oh yeah uh the size of the muscles that we're we're, you're dealing with in so many muscles right when you work your legs we're going to talk a little bit about that in the show today Mm -hmm. um so i don't want to get too far into that but it's it will indeed be even more sore the second day than than the first day um and so that that's the norm um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that is one reason, but I think I, I, most people, they will complain somewhat about the soreness, but not as much, uh, as they complain about a- the actual act yeah. <laughs> of actually completing, sure. uh, the set rep, uh, agenda that's in front of them that day. Sure. And, and, and so, and I, and I, I, well, I get it and I don't get it because I'm i I'm not going to lie to you folks. I, I love leg day. Uh, that's, I love when it's over. Like yeah. I said, you know, we've said this before. I, you know, I, I, I do like it. I know all, because I know all of the, you know, all, all the great stuff that, that comes from it. Uh, the whole time I'm just thinking about can't wait till it's over. And I feel so much better when it's done. Yeah. Well, let's talk about why it's important. But before mm-hmm. we do that, before we do that, sure. let's go, let's take a trip back down to Generation X, uh, 70s and 80s. And let's talk about a guy who, um, who I don't know really well personally. I've met him one time, but he is the co-founder of where I have received all my certifications from the International Sports Sciences Association. And um, his name is Dr. Fred Hatfield. And we're going to talk a minute about him today, and you'll see why. Uh, Dr. Hatfield passed away in 2017. He was, I believe, 74 years old, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, very unfortunate. Great gentleman. I've actually had the opportunity to hear him speak. And he has his PhD. He's a PhD holder in sports sciences. Uh, and he is the co-founder, as I said, with Dr. Salaria. Um, not Salary. <laughs> Sal Aria. Yeah. Um, of, you know, he's the co-founder for the International Sports Sciences Association. And he was affectionately known as Dr. Squat back in his time. Uh, folks, he held the record for a one rep max in squat at 245 pounds. 
He squatted 1,014 pounds in a one rep, one push. His limit strength, his absolute strength. And he also made me look like a jolly green giant, Joe, because he was about five foot six. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, you know, that being said, leg day for Dr. Squat was always a great day. Um, I don't know what the record is now. I do believe that it has been broken since. Uh, he set that record, and I actually don't remember what year he set the record. It was either the late 70s or the early 80s at the age of 45. Um, there was a bodybuilder that competed against him. They had a, a squat off, uh, so to speak, and he actually beat the bodybuilder. If anybody remembers Tom Platts. Joe, do you remember Tom Platts? No, I'm not familiar He had legs the size of of the united states i mean this guy's legs were just ridiculous he was a uh, competitive bodybuilder and I, I believe he won several uh titles as far as mr olympia is concerned and so on and so forth uh they actually had a squat off and and i remember dr fred hatfield beat him in the squat off uh dr hatfield at that time repped uh 845 pounds i don't remember how many times and uh, mr tom platz was able to do several reps with 745 pounds. I think he literally was a hundred pounds behind him uh, in the squad. So that being said, that's leg day, right? I mean, these are two guys that obviously when you look at them, you said, these guys love leg day. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have to the way they, and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, If you Google either Dr. Fred Hatfield or uh, Tom Platts, Mr. Tom Platts, you will see in their pictures that they definitely uh, were two gentlemen that could squat a lot of weight and you wouldn't be surprised because they got legs like tree trunks. But that being said, how'd they get to that? You know, well, you know, how, what all, what all went into that? You know, what is, th- does genetics play a role? Yes. Yes, folks. Genetics do play a role, especially when it comes to calves. Um, you got them or you don't got them, right? You have them or you don't have them. There's ways to make your legs grow. You can make your muscles grow, but you know there are people that have uh, you know genetically freakish freakish uh, uh, traits that allow them. Uh, I know guys with calves like hourglasses, Joe, that mm-hmm. have never worked out a day in their life, mm-hmm. and you would think they do calf raises in their sleep. Um, so I mean, you know, yes, genetics do play a big role, folks. But there's so many other topics to cover today, and I think uh, the first topic we're going to cover is the importance of strengthening the legs. Maybe maybe we could help people out here, Joe, understand why it's important, and maybe then that'll change their mindset. What do you think? Change their mindset on on how they view leg day. What are your what's your opinion on that? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know it's always gonna it, it it's always gonna be a matter of perspective, right? Like how how you can apply what those advantages are. Yeah. You have to look beyond the actual pain of the day. I mean, we get that, but okay. So we'll take for 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 just a quick example. I do the whole you know boxing training, whatever fight camp thing. Yeah. And uh, like ninety eight percent of your of your punch starts from the feet up. It's, right. It's really all about your legs and hip rotation, everything that goes into it. Um, and so you see. how how it's advantageous in that way. So you kind of, it, it just helps. I don't know. It, 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 it kind of helps swallow the idea of, Oh, this is going to suck today. Cause you know, I know what I'm in for, you know, it just yeah, is what it exactly. is. You know, this, this, exactly. it, it, it's going to be a strenuous day. You know that, but when you're thinking about how it could be advantageous to you, it mm-hmm. just makes it a little bit easier to swallow, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I, I would like to think so. So what are some of the important things then, right? I mean, let's spit it out already. Uh, number one, 
Uh, Remember when we talk about catabolic and anabolic, ladies and gentlemen, catabolic being, you know, when you're eating away at something and anabolic meaning when you're growing, when it comes to your biggest anabolic release of all your workouts. Okay. And we, we, you know, we're going to talk more about this at the end. Uh, Leg day is that day when you, when you release that anabolic uh, process in your body to cause muscle growth more than any other workout. And there's going to be a reason why and we're going to talk about that probably more in our closing comments here today, but just keep that in mind as we get closer and closer to the end of today's show, which we're not even close to. Um, when we talk about a support system, you know, Joe, when we talk about walking, when we talk about running, when we talk about sitting, when we talk about standing, we talk about, you know, when you're sitting in a chair and you have to get up, what are you using your legs folks? There's no way around this. When you're sitting on the toilet, you have to be able to get up off the toilet and therefore you're using your legs. And I'm talking about when I, the reason why I use that example is because that's something that that's what we call a a life need, right? You need to be Mm -hmm. able to do that. And so you need to have what we call uh, functional strength, what your functioning strength is. I know a lot of times in nursing homes, okay. uh, Retirement homes, uh, when they have, uh, physical therapists, or they have, uh, uh, you know, conditioning coach, coaches for the elderly, they will practice a body weight squat with them if they're capable of doing it. And they will bring them into a depth of what their chair height is when they eat at the eating table mm-hmm. or what the toilet is so that they're able to get off and on the toilet, you know, by themselves mm-hmm. uh, it, it, because it's functional strength. Mm-hmm. So that would be their squatting depth. If I'm training a catcher, Joe, uh, obviously I may have him uh, drop below parallel every time when he squats, uh, when he is working towards, you know, his ability to sit in that position. If you ever see a catcher, they're very low to the ground uh, as opposed to a hockey goalie, as opposed to an offensive tackle in football. So, I mean, I try to look at what position they play when I train my athletes and I try to get their functional strength uh, first before we work on anything, any, any, you know, any more advanced than that, so to speak. So it's very important to understand your body support system. When you walk, when you run, again, folks, when you sit, when you stand, your legs have to be strong strong enough to hold you up. People that work 9, 10, 11 hours a day on their feet, think about how strong your legs have to be to support your body weight that entire day. So that is very important. Uh, When you talk about uh, a second uh, thing I want to talk about, uh, as far as I'm going to get back to, uh, I want to talk about the ratio of strength from the front part of your leg to the back part of your leg, but I want to get back to that in a second. Uh, I want to point out now though, um, let's talk about testosterone release. All right. So we've talked about testosterone before and the importance of it and, 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 the, you know, the meaning of what, what it's, what it's good for. And, and when you talk about, uh, exercises, Joe, uh, and if, I'm not just talking to Joe, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to you as well. Uh, when you talk about the intensity, exercise intensity, mm-hmm. you know, the more intense an, ec- an exercise is, the more intense it is the greater the amount of testosterone release you will have in that particular moment. Now, we know testosterone begins to decrease afterward. But in the moment while you're trying to increase testosterone in terms of anabolic growth, okay, this is something that is is an automatic research will show you. The, the more intense the exercise, the harder the exercise, the more release of testosterone in the moment in a workout. 
in a workout. So uh, how do we increase intensity specifically with legs, you know, for example? So I can give you some examples when we talk about that. Uh, who remembers a show not that long ago that we talked about time under tension, right? Under stress for longer periods of time. We talked about the negative. So in a squat, we're going to stick with legs today, ladies and gentlemen. When you're doing certain uh, squats for one minute and you're taking six seconds to drop down to parallel and four seconds to come back up, that is time under tension. And you're doing it for a minute. So you're going to get somewhere around six reps in. But the intensity of those reps due to the time under tension program that you're doing is what's going to cause – all right, that testosterone release, it's going to cause the intensity to increase because of how you're doing the reps with whatever weight you can use so that by the end of that rep, by the end of that, that set, I should say, you sh- your leg should be on fire. It should be that last movement, Joe, at the end of that 60 seconds mm-hmm. should be very laboring, but be able to do it properly. It shouldn't be a struggle to the point where you're almost collapsing with the bar on your back. Uh, right. And so yeah. we we yeah. we always stress that to form over everything. Yeah, and, and so that's that's very important. But that's an example. Now, here's the thing. Okay, here's another. Uh, before I get, I, I want to jump ahead of myself, and I don't want to do that. We talk about heavier weight. That's another way to to add intensity, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about more reps than than we're not we're not talking about doing twenty uh, sets. Uh, of our one rep max. So if I could squat 300 pounds, Joe, and I do one rep and then I set the bar down and two and a half minutes later, I go back and do one rep. That's not the intensity that we're looking for. That's intensity in the moment, right? But we're talking about keeping constant stress for longer periods of time on a muscle group. And, and that being said, we're looking more for, uh, you know, 10 sets of 10 reps, right? Uh, eight sets of eight to 10 reps, six sets of 10 to 12 reps. These are the things, you know, again, with heavier weight, remember that, remember the show about volume versus intensity, everybody, when we talk about increasing the volume, so we lower the intensity, maybe we decrease the volume and and increase the intensity. So we go heavier weight, right? Less reps, but we do a time under tension mode where we slowly descend to parallel and in a little more quicker fashion, ascend back to standing tall again. But again, under time under tension, we do not lock out. We don't stand all the way up and we don't sit down and stay there. We, as we're almost to parallel, we start to come back up. And as we're almost to the top of our movement, we start to go back down. So there's constant stress on the muscle. Yeah, and, never, never any point of, uh, point of rest. Right. And here's the thing. Okay. And this is what I want to point out. The reason why I talk about increasing the intensity in all these ways that I just gave these examples, and I'm talking about it on leg day, it's because of how many muscles you're utilizing at once. So, you know, when you're utilizing, let's say a tricep press down, okay. Or a tricep push, you're utilizing that three headed monster, ladies and gentlemen, on the back of your arm between your elbow and your shoulder. Okay, the tricep. And it's the only muscles that are working in a tricep press down, if you're doing it right. If you're doing it wrong, your shoulders are involved, your stomach is involved, everything is getting involved that should not be involved, your chest. If you're isolating the tricep, it's the only group of muscles that are working. When you squat, when you leg press, when you deadlift, 
when you um, and, and not so much leg extension and leg curl because you begin to isolate there. All right. But but the the aforementioned exercises that I that I mentioned the the beginning, there's squat, leg press, deadlift. You are utilizing every single muscle fiber in your lower body all the way up to what is even considered your trunk muscles, which are your butt and your hips. Okay, so they're not considered technically your legs, but they play a huge role in leg day. And and so when you're utilizing that many muscles at one time and not just one, not just your bicep, not just your tricep, you are increasing the intensity. The overload principle plays a huge role here. And you're increasing your testosterone and the anabolic effect, which is muscle growth. Okay. Maybe not in the middle of the workout because, Joe, when you're working out, when you're doing the actual workout, what is the process there? Is it anabolic or catabolic? When you're doing the – When you're actually working out. Yeah, yeah. Catabolic. Catabolic. You're tearing muscle down. You're tearing muscle fiber down. But you're you're going to allow that anabolic uh, process to increase times 10 because you're using, you're utilizing so many more muscles at one time. So that is, is what is huge about leg day is the amount of intensity that is being utilized because of the amount of muscles that you're using at once, which means you're also utilizing so much more oxygen and which makes it harder to breathe at times, which makes it harder to move the weight at times, which is why people hate it so much. I remember like a long time ago, this would be God, even before I met met my wife, mm-hmm. um, you were showing me how to work out, uh, and, and you know one of the things that we were doing it happened to be leg day that day, and I just remember sitting there going, "Man, I'm, you know, I'm not even, I'm not doing anything cardio, and I can't breathe." Yeah, and that was one of the biggest things that that was one of the biggest things that you brought up that I remember to this day that the bigger the muscle group, uh, the more oxygen is, is going to be utilized obviously right. for those muscles. And so you're going to start to tend, you'll, you'll, you know, you're going to breathe a lot more. You're going to be a little bit more weak every time when you're doing this with your legs. And, uh, I was actually going to bring that up if you didn't, um, you know, it, it, I mean, what, what exactly is the process? I mean, we understand that it larger muscle group, but, but why, I guess. Well, the larger the muscle group, the more oxygen that is needed, uh, in that particular movement, because but the intensity the more oxygenated blood, would it be needed? In oh, that, in that absolutely. And when we talk okay. about vasodilation, which right. I don't want to get big, you know, I don't want to start using all this. Actually, Ron, the pharmacist talked a little bit about that. Remember, this yeah, is right. pre-workout is huge. Remember mm-hmm. when we talked about if the workout is extremely intense, that's when I make sure I take my pre-workout. Leg right. day is definitely a day when I do that because so, in in there are different types of ingredients that cause vasodilation, which is where you are able to utilize more oxygen uptake, which allows you to uh, have more volume in your workout. In other words, I can go longer in my leg day workout. I can do more sets, more reps, more intensity, which is necessary in order for mm-hmm. anabolic growth, right? And to release that extra testosterone into my body, if that makes sense. It, it does. And, and just to, to clear the air, because people hear dilation and they automatically think smaller, but vasodilation is when your your arteries and, and your veins actually open up, correct? They open up, they allow, right. they allow more blood flow through the heart and it allows the heart to pump the blood more rapidly and uh, in excess to all the parts of the body that it's needed. Okay. So then, yeah, that just makes sense. And obviously the, those are your largest muscle groups. So if they're requiring more of the oxygenated blood, you're going to be breathing heavier to make yes. more oxygenated blood. And then that would be uh that would explain all of that, I guess. So, so listen, when you see somebody in the gym and they're working out really heavy and you see the, the veins and, and the muscle pump, 
Mm-hmm. That's 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 an example of vasodilation. That's ex- an example of the heart pumping that extra blood to those areas of the body, and it makes them look swollen, right? It makes them look like, right. and and so people sometimes will say to me, "Well, I thought you said that was the catabolic phase." Well, it is, folks, but because vasodilation has taken its toll, it has pumped up muscle that the muscle fiber, the microfibers are torn, and which is good, which is good, right? And then over time. Uh, and, and this is why it's so important, you know, in terms of what you're eating and so on and so forth. And that's another show right. to repair and cause even excess repair as those muscles grow back bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I was just so, going to say, I, th- I think that's one of the things people need to keep in mind is, yes, it is tearing down and your body's trying to repair the torn muscle. Um, you know, it, it's not an injury because, you know, we don't think of it as an injury. Right. But it is injured muscle. Right. So it in a needs good way. repaired. Right. In a good way. So it needs repaired. And so your body's going to rush blood to that area to, you know, start repairing. And that's just it. And it's going to need more as you do more. And there it is. There's your, your whole cycle. Well, you know what I tell people? I, I tell people this. I say, look at yourself in the mirror when you're working out and you see that pump. Do you like what mm-hmm. you see? That's where you can get to. That's where you can get right, to where right. before you even work out, you look like that. If you want to get to that right there, your muscles are showing you, we can get here. We're mm-hmm. here right now. We can get here. And, and so that's kind of a motivation, you know, to get people sure. to say, oh, wow, okay. And, of uh, course, right. as you get there, the pump is going to be that much bigger. So yeah. it always gives you – there's that that uh, me in 10 years that my goal yeah. that I'm chasing, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Matthew McConaughey, so. well, I love that speech. Um you know, one thing uh, that I had said earlier, Joe, uh, that I uh, want to get to here uh, in the show today, uh, when we talked about, you know, things that are important, um, is the ratio that we talked about, right? Uh, the ratio in terms of strength between the quadricep muscles, which again, we've already said are the you know, the muscles in the front part of the leg, uh, affectionately known as your quads, and the hamstring muscles, you know, the hammies, as they are affectionately known, and that's the three-muscle group in the back of the leg, right? And so there is a – those are what we call agonist and antagonist muscle groups. They, one uh, feeds off the action of the other. When you, when you um, uh, flex your quad muscle, you extend your hamstring muscle. And when you flex your hamstring muscle, you extend your quad muscle. So in simple actions like walking, it's very important to understand strength ratios between the two because they're directly responsible for flexing and extending the knee for one. Uh, and, and so you have to understand which one. So people will say to me, well, which, what's supposed to be stronger, the quad muscles in the front of the leg or the hamstring muscle group in the back of the leg? And from what I, what I've always read, what I've always uh, understood, uh, the way I teach it, is that in general both sets need to be strong. But the quadricep muscle group is somewhat bigger, okay, than the hamstring muscle group, and needs to be somewhat stronger. So people will ask me, well, what are the ratios? So when you think about the ratios, if if you can think about it this way, folks, I'm going to do a little bit of math for you here, and I'm going to try and keep the numbers as simple as possible. Your quad muscles, okay, or should I say your hamstring muscles, the muscles, the three muscles in the back of the leg, your hamstring muscles should be anywhere between what studies will show you, anywhere between 50 to 80% of what your quad strength is. So I like to go with the simple number, right? I, Joe, I go right right in between there. So if you're going 50 to 80, I say 65. So 
uh, of your quad strength should be your hamstring strength. And let me give you a simple example, folks. If you could do a leg extension of 100 pounds in your one rep max, a leg extension, a seated leg extension to work the quad muscle, that's your primary muscle, your, your muscle group you're working in that, in that particular exercise, and you can do a leg extension, one rep max of 100 pounds, you should be able to do a leg curl which in this case, the hamstring muscle group is the primary group. You should be able to do a leg curl. You should be able to do about 65 pounds. Does that make sense, Joe? That makes sense. And yeah. Let me ask you now, if they're out of whack, if those ratios are, are out of whack, if, if one is too, too strong over the other, is that like open, that would probably open you up for some sort of injury, right? Well, you know what? That, that's a huge strength imbalance, okay? And, and so when you think about that, if the hamstring muscle group is too weak to support, you know, the action of your quads. Mm -hmm. So if the quad is flexing and it needs the hamstring muscle to extend like in, in running form. Okay. Right. And the way you strike the ground can cause so many different things, such as a hamstring tear, pulling a hamstring, things of that nature. Uh, those types of, you know, they can cause problems for your knees when you have that type of imbalance. So you're trying to find that ratio and get it as close as possible. And anywhere between 50 and 80% is actually considered really good by most, you know, medical experts, by most, you know, physical therapists, by most, um, conditioning coaches strength and conditioning coaches they're trying to find that that nice medium in between that 15 80 percent because again that type of strength imbalance when you're when you're running and your heel comes up to your butt which is causing your hamstring to flex and it's causing your quadriceps to extend all right if your hamstrings are extremely weak okay or should i say when you're when your quadriceps are, are flexing when your leg is straight Okay, and your your hamstrings are extending. If your hamstrings are so weak, if if you can, if your hamstring uh, to quad strength ratio is, you know, twenty uh, percent. So in other words, you know, if you're 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 able to leg extension a hundred pounds, you're only able to leg curl twenty. That's a huge imbalance. Mm -hmm. And that can cause major problems. Like I said, knee problems, tears, strains, sprains, pulls, uh, and so on and so forth. And, you know, those are the kind of injuries that can go from two to three weeks off to, you know, three to four months off, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the severity of the injury. And so it's important to understand why both muscle groups need to be worked. And so many different leg exercises we do really, you know, you know, the deeper you go in your squat, the more you're working both the front and back part of your legs, mm -hmm. um, you know, as opposed to parallel, but it's also good to isolate those two muscle groups too, with things such as leg curls, uh, and leg extensions and things of that nature, because it's important to be able to, to always find where you're at. It's, I, I would even go as far as to say every two to three months, you should find your one rep max in those two particular exercises, the leg extension and the leg curl. Uh, and just see where your where your strength balances are at or imbalances are at and where your ratios are at, if that makes any sense. So so let me let me tell everyone this is the easiest way to do that. Okay. When it comes to your one rep max, uh, you talk about the leg curl and the leg extension. The best way to do this is this, okay? When you've determined your your best leg curl and best leg extension, ladies and gentlemen, when you've determined what those one rep maxes are. Here's the simple formula. Divide your leg extension into your leg curl. And that'll give you, you know, the ratio of hamstring to quadricep strength. 
the differences in terms of ratio. Uh, again, divide your leg extension, your best one, your 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 best your overall one rep max. Divide that number into whatever your overall one one rep max is on your leg curl, and that will give you your ratio. You know, as far as your hamstring to quadricep muscular balance or imbalance is concerned, if that, that makes any sense. That's where we're looking for that fifty to eighty. That you were talking about right? you really are and like yeah. i said for me personally i'd love to see it at 65 percent. you know if you're if we're talking about everyday functional strength joe that 50 to 80 anywhere in there is fantastic if you're talking about an athlete i really want to see it a little higher as, as much as 70 percent, even uh you know 65 to 70 percent. if you're an athlete because of all the you know all the force and and uh, and the stress that's being placed on the muscle, uh, in the different directional movements and so on. You know, so many times you're only on one leg. You're not always on two legs. You're moving backwards, forwards, sideways at 45 degree angles, 90 degree angles, and, and you're jumping, landing. You know, so so there's a lot more involved. Uh, you know, if you're a guy, you know, a guy or a young lady or older lady, it doesn't matter. Uh, and you're out there, and your your thing is, you know, mowing the grass and and doing things around the house, and you know, doing. Things Things that work that require you to be on your feet all the time. 50 to 80 is great. If you're an athlete, really would like to see you between 65 and 70% when it comes to how strong your quad should be as opposed to your hamstrings. So, you know, you talked about, you just talked about this in the beginning. And so I said, yeah, we're going to actually bring this up. You talked about how two days later you have that burning and that soreness, right? Uh, Well, the burning is more in the moment, right? When we begin building up uh lactic acid in the muscle and then the soreness is a couple days later when we talk about doms and delayed onset muscle soreness which is a good thing it's when it starts you know seven days and your legs are still killing you Mm -hmm. eight days nine days ten days that's another show that we've already done when we talk about rhabdomyolysis and overuse injuries and things of that nature but a couple days you know two to three days that's a good thing it's not a bad Mm -hmm. thing as long as you're able to still walk and move around and there's different therapeutic modalities different things we can do to relieve that and that's another show uh in terms of how we relieve that soreness but um lactic acid buildup during exercise uh actually helps to create a greater release of testosterone so there's another another way that you can release more testosterone in the body so when you're working all those same muscle groups at the same time all those muscle groups from your from your hips all the way down to your feet Okay, at the same exact time, and you're causing all the benefits that we've already talked about. And just another way to increase testosterone is to build up that lactic acid. And the way we do that, right, is that burn you feel as you're getting close to the end of whatever set set you're doing Mm -hmm. when it comes to all the different exercises. Now, some people might say, well, give us a leg workout, folks. We (laughs) want to do that, but let's be honest here. I want to do that via video. Because I want to be able to demonstrate or have uh, an athlete or uh, anybody I'm training demonstrate it for you so you can actually see it. Because one thing we're starting to notice is it is very hard to explain an exercise and the entire process. So we know leg day. We know what it consists of. We know what leg extensions are. We know what leg – and if we don't, Mm -hmm. stay with us because you're going to find out You know, as time goes on. Not to mention as people are listening, they're like, uh, he's literally describing how to do squats. I don't think our listeners really want to hear. It's like, uh, no, we need to see a video on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've already – I've actually – I kind of have described how to do a squat when I was talking about dropping the parallel and ascending and descending. 
um, and, and so on and so forth. There's proper ways to squat. And if you don't know how to squat, you do not squat until you find out the exact way you're supposed yeah. to because squatting can do a lot of damage. But the problem is it's because people don't do it the right way. It can be a huge benefit to everybody and everybody should be squatting that can squat. I mean, obviously, if you just had knee replacement surgery, that's not a good idea. Yeah. But our hip replacement surgery. But for people that can squat, they're physically capable of it. You should learn how to squat from a functional standpoint. It's why it's part of the foundational training that we do. Remember foundational training, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. I don't know. I know. I know I get yelled at sometimes about they're not going to follow the journey and go all the way back to show one. But you could kind of see, Joe, what I'm talking about, where if they did go back to show one and listen through, they would understand what we're talking about right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely would have some recollection. There was there was a show, I believe, entitled Foundational Training. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah so, so, I mean. I, I have I have sort of an off-the-cuff question for you, and, and maybe you can provide some insight. And if not, then I guess I'll just edit this then, right now. Yeah, but, you'll just edit the part out. <laughs> I'll, just cut, I'll just cut this right out. <laughs> I, I'm just curious now. Um, I've since purchased a massage gun. Okay. Okay. Uh, since over the past few months or what have you. And uh, something that I read was that people will preemptively use this for like 30 seconds on their legs to kind of get the blood flowing before they do leg day. And then of course, using it that evening as well, just to go over a once over, over the muscles, it's supposed to speed up, help speed or yeah, speed along the process, kind of get all that lactic acid out and kind of get the blood flowing. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that's okay. something that's so, so listen, I've never heard this, but let's keep this here for a second. Uh, I, I want to, I, I have a, see, here's, here's what I don't, when you said to get the lactic acid out, they use it before their leg workout. Why do they have lactic acid? No, no, no. no. I, I think they're using it before to get the blood flowing already prior to them starting the workout, then afterwards using it. To, Very to interesting help. because that is indeed what what will happen, right? I mean, when you're trying to get that blood flow, when you're trying to, you're, you're mm -hmm. getting the blood flow to the tissue. Um, right. Usually that's for more repair than anything else. Uh, you want to get the, the nutrients in the blood to right. the area, to the tissue that's damaged in order for a quicker repair process to take place. But so, so I'm not sure. Hmm. I've never seen that. Now, is this a research study you saw or what was? This? No, no, it was just, you know, I probably saw it on Wikipedia or something. I don't know. I've but, never heard I do that know before. that there's different ways that you could use this gun as well. And this is probably something we need to uh, bring up with Ronnie. Uh, the pharmacist would definitely be uh, a good thing to talk about. Uh, plus, I'm sure you'll do your research on it as well. There's different ways that people use this. You don't just necessarily put the massage gun on your muscle to just beat it up. You could actually put it sideways for that cross uh, massage across the yeah. fibers of the muscles. And yeah. so there's different ways to do it. And, and there's different heads on these things that are, that are, or different uses, obviously. There's more intensity levels, you know. There's you intensity, to, right. And you, so really what they're saying, before you even start, and that's to kind of get the blood flowing, and then, of course, using it for what you would use it for, you know, for the for, for DOMS. I, <laughs> to yeah, help, I would, help yeah, get that over with. I would say post-workout therapy would be my reason for using a massage gun. That is definitely the first time I've ever heard that. But, folks, do your research. I'm, I, that's what I'm going to do. I Listen, I'm, I'm extremely transparent. If I haven't heard about something, I'm not going to act like I have. What Joe just yeah. asked me, that's the first time I've heard that. And, and, and let's it, be honest, Ronnie's, Ronnie's going to answer you. <laughs> he's going to hear this. Oh, he might not you, know. Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, he, oh, he'll find out, though. He's um, not, he'll find out. He'll act like he, he doesn't know. 
Ron, the pharmacist doesn't know that answer. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Either I'll way, that might be something. I'll get a text up. message. He'll hit, he now has hit the pause button when he hears this show. Yeah, yes, he now yeah, has yeah. hit the pause button and is calling me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And using I'm all kind of different it. adjectives. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> yeah. But um, so, so that's something. I'm definitely going to write this down because when I do, I'm going to look this up more of a, in a research journal and see mm-hmm. if there's anything that relates to it in sure. terms of people doing that for that particular reason, because I've always yeah. looked at it as a therapy uh, to be used afterward. So yeah. there's that, you know, when we talk about lactic acid and so on and so forth, but what we're going to end the show with today. And obviously every time I say that, it, it could go on for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, right? We, sure. It doesn't mean that I'm going to say this and the music's going to play and we're going to go off into the abyss. Um, it's not, that's not how it works. But when we talk about the overall anabolic effect for the entire body, which would mean muscle growth from head to toe, folks, here's the beauty of leg day. Right after leg day, it is the single biggest workout that, we, that, that will help your body from head to toe grow in a muscular, you know, from a muscular stance. So if I do leg day, if I do, you know, five sets of five heavy squats uh, over to the leg extension and I do some type of uh, leg extension, leg curl, you know, I hate to say the word agonist, antagonist, muscle group movement, which means opposites, right? I do the front part of my leg and the back part of my leg, and I'm going back and forth. And I do some crazy calf raise uh, routine. I do some abductor and adductor movements, which means I'm moving my legs away from my body, and then I'm moving my my legs back to the midline of my body, which, again, these are all things. I'm doing a leg workout is what I'm saying, okay? I'm doing lunging. I'm doing all this stuff, and it's about a – I don't know, let's say an hour and 15 minute workout, Joe, from warm up all the way through the workout to cool down and stretch. The next couple of days are going to provide me with an anabolic effect that is going to release that testosterone. It's going to release that anabolic growth through my body that's going to allow even muscles I did not work in my upper body that day that I did legs. It's going to allow them to grow even though they were not used. In other words, let me give you an example, Joe. If on a Monday you do bicep, tricep, shoulder, okay? I mean, that's a workout a lot of people do, and it, it makes sense. Sure. So you're doing buys, tries, shoulders, right? You do this entire workout. It's about a 45 to 50-minute workout, and you hit it hard. You're doing time under tension. You're slow in your negatives. You're kind of a little more faster in your positive movements. You're going from bicep to shoulder to tricep. You do five rounds of work exercises of your choice and you're done. You do your stretching. Next day is leg day. Guess what happens for you the day after leg day when it comes to the bicep, tricep, shoulder workout you did? It, it allows the anabolic effect to take place in your upper body as well. Mm-hmm. It will literally help aid in gaining muscle growth, okay? Repairing muscle and making it bigger, faster, stronger. I always say that. In your bicep, tricep, shoulder region, as it is in your legs, because of the amount of anabolic growth you're looking at, because of the amount of intensity and the amount of testosterone release from all the muscles you were using in your legs from all the heavy movement you were doing on leg day. So, folks, you get a two-for-one there. 
Who can't you can't pass up a two for one? I don't know, Joe. I I gotta tell you, if we didn't sell it today on why you should love leg day, I don't know what to tell everybody. I really don't. I, I I'm at a loss for words. But I hope everyone gets something out of this today. Uh, obviously, it's not the do all, say all, end all for leg day. And again, I can't wait to get to that point where we start showing uh, what a leg day may look like. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give them a little little hint into next week's show. What do you sure. think? All right, so next week we're going to be talking about, and we've we've talked about this before, um, uh, TMAD and OMAD. TMAD, mm-hmm. two mils a day, OMAD, one mil a day. And it sounds, I know it sounds, sounds crazy, I know, to think that you can only eat one mil a day. Well, first of all, it's not that you could only eat, you're choosing to eat that way. So it's really not that hard. Uh, yes. But the benefits of it and how it's advantageous and uh, maybe some of the difficulties that you may face when you're sure. starting on something like that. So I don't know. Uh, anything else that you want to add to? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've never called me tone before, that's the first no, time ever yep. in the history of, of Tony and Joe, that is the first time you've ever called me tone. Yeah. I, I don't know what that. happened there. I don't no, know what happened. There. I, it's always, <laughs> it felt, it felt wrong saying it. <laughs> it's I've always T yep. uh, uh, idiot at some point growing up, there was some more, uh, a little stronger language growing up, uh, but but tone is the, it's the first time. It's the first time. All right. Anyway, uh, you see where I see what happens. I if I get something in my head, like when you said that, I said I got to address this right now. I, it's just happened. I got to address this. But you know, we talk about T Mad Nomad, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you uh, Joe, maybe you can even uh, put a couple of the shows in that we've talked about today, the foundational training show, mm-hmm. uh, time under tension, uh, maybe one or two of the shows about intermittent fasting where I can guarantee you, we talked about OMAD and TMAD, sure. um, and so on and so forth if, for people to listen to leading up to this show, uh, next week, because when we talk about this and, and here's something we talked about today about the anabolic effect, right? We've talked about that in several shows. The biggest thing guys are afraid of is I'm going to lose my muscle if I only eat one meal a day or two meals a day. And I just had a guy say that to me yesterday because he listened to a couple of our shows mm-hmm. from season one. And he, he, he was driving he was driving through the plant and he stopped. He goes, I got to ask you a question. I just got done listening to your show on keto uh, with intermittent fasting. How do I you know, maintain muscle? Uh, as a guy and eat like that. Right. And we had ourselves a little, you know, small conversation about that and and so on and so forth. But, but I think next week, that's something we will address on how your body maintains muscle mass in Mm -hmm. these processes. How it actually increases. Yeah. I think people don't understand the body's not stupid. It's not going to eat your muscle. It's the last source of energy your body's looking at. And you have to literally have pretty much no body fat left, which means not Mm -hmm. only adipose tissue, Joe, but visceral fat within the muscle itself. It's going to eat the visceral fat in the muscle before it actually eats the muscle. And you must be Tom Hanks on an Island at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the name of that movie? I I went blank. Castaway. Cast away. Okay. So well, let's start that over again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, you, you'd have to be in dire straits. Mm-hmm. Some people can go up to 200 days without eating anything. I don't recommend this at home, ladies and gentlemen. But literally, because of the amount of body fat they may have, mm-hmm. that it would take to, to burn through all that second uh, source of energy fuel that that our body will go to once glucose and glycogen are burned up, and before they even think about, before the body even thinks about going 
to eating muscle. And so I think that's something that people just don't understand. You lose muscle in other ways, right? The old lose it, you you don't use it, you lose it, uh, you know, type of, uh, you know, atrophy sets in as you get older, what you need to do in order, you know, why we need to work out and exercise in order to help main, you know, maintain lean muscle tissue and so on and so forth. But when you are only eating two meals a day, if you're eating them properly, and, and you're following protocol, like where we're giving you, here on two brothers one Mike, there's no way you're going to lose you're, you're going to lose lean lean body uh, uh, muscle tissue. That's that's it's absurd. But I understand why people are afraid of it because it's been beaten into our heads for how long now. So, but that's going to be a show next week, right? Yep, that's what we're going to yeah. be doing next week. So, yep. All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you: be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Happy leg day out there for all you coming up this week. If you haven't already done legs, get in the gym and get after it. And, uh, you know, be the best you, obviously. I mean, that's always something I say. And, Joe, uh, why don't you tell the listeners, go ahead and tell them what you used to call me, maybe when we were, like, you know, in our early teens and maybe some of those names. Why don't you give them a list? Now, once I do that, I have to start, I have to check the explicit thing. We can't do that. We, oh, sure, yeah. You know, we have a show. We have to. Nobody will know. It'll just be between me, you, and the listeners. I don't think anybody else will know. Go ahead and tell them some of the colorful adjectives. I, I can't off the top of my uh <laughs> Oh, you, you want me? To, I could do it. I, well, I don't have any off the top of my head. I have. I still have. I have written down on a piece of paper. I, I, I can tell you, some of them. You made up some pretty good ones back in the day. You had some serious grudges, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm out of here. I got.